What's up, what's up, what's up, Snap Survivors? I am Tasha Pierce. This is After the Snap, a virtual group therapy for everyone affected by Tony Stark's Snap. This is as good a time as any to tell you that parental discretion is advised when listening to After the Snap. I say some real fucked up shit. Welcome back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to After the Snap. And if this is your first time here, welcome to the show. Welcome to the party. Thanks, everybody, for returning and joining me once more as we discuss all things MCU. We got some Sega news. I'm pretty sure a lot of you have heard that. But we're going to jump things off with a rest in peace because on April 30th, the world lost Peter Mayhew, who was the OG Chewbacca from Star Wars. And he passed away at 74 years old. So uh, we know that there is a definite hole in the fandom uh, from the loss of one Peter Mayhew, the OG Chewbacca. Uh, Rest in peace. All right, and also, since we're going to talk about Endgame anyway, let's just go ahead and jump it off and ask the question. Does Avengers Endgame have $1.2 left in the tank? I mean, it, it premiered April 26th, at least domestically here in North America. And it jumped right out the gates, and right now, I believe it's something at like $1.6 billion dollars worldwide and that begs the question is it going to be the movie that knocks avatar off of the perch will james cameron's one-two punch of the box office best be coming to an end Uh, well the one-two punch is definitely going to come to an end i i definitely think endgame will take down titanic titanic will sink in the box office ratings (laughs) but um avatar might be another question we might have a battle on our hands and the reason why is because everybody was so excited to see avengers endgame that it is uh widely believed that everybody ran out and saw it during the first week that it's been out now they still are projecting a pretty big weekend here domestically for Avengers Endgame. But how much steam does it have left in the tank? Will it be able to push another billion, $1.2 billion out uh, before the end of the run or before you get all those big movies that are coming out this summer? And uh, I'm talking your Detective Pikachu, your uh, Aladdin, your Lion Kings, Will Avengers Endgame hang around in the theaters like Avatar did? Avatar was in theaters for like six months. So that's probably why I was able to get to that $2.7 billion. Will the demand for Avengers Endgame still be that large that late in the game? Only time will tell. 
And uh, speaking of time, the Russo brothers debunked my theory about Cap uh, not upsetting the delicate balance of time by living out his his years in the past. So they have been doing the rounds, doing a lot of press here over the last few days. And what they had to say about Cap was that if Cap were to go back into the past and live there, he would create a branched reality. The question then becomes, how is he back in this reality to give the shield away? Interesting question, question, right? Maybe there's a story there. There's a lot of layers built into this movie, and we spent three years thinking through it, so it's fun to talk about it and hopefully fill in the holes for people so they understand what we're thinking. So basically, what the Russo brothers gave us there was a no answer. They did tell us that uh, Cap going back in time would create that same branched reality that we've been trying to avoid. So what the heck happened? What did he do? How do we explain Captain America being able to live out his life with Peggy in the past without creating that branched timeline. We got a lot of time, I think, to to keep going over this in our minds. But for right now, I'm going to go on with the next story, which is uh, about Sonic the Hedgehog. Because how many of us saw the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer? Yeah, the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer gave the internet fits. So the studio is actually changing the design of Sonic. That is kind of unheard of. But they are saying, hey, we heard you guys' complaints and we are going to fix it. Which means a whole hell of a lot of CG because this is the title character that they have to fix. And I'm pretty sure there are a lot of frames of work that's going to have to be done. And the, the, the little thing did look kind of disproportionate i didn't think it looked so bad that it would like freak people out to the point where they were the way the people were acting but i'm just one person and i am going to see the movie and the movie is set to release in november which means they don't have long at all to get the cg fixed for this movie it doesn't look like it's going to be you know something that oh no i have to run out and see it but i'm going to see it Simply because of the Jim Carrey factor, I think, and the nostalgia. That's nostalgia from my young adulthood because my sister was a Sonic the Hedgehog fanatic. That The child would stay up all night, you know, just craziness. She was just obsessed with Sonic the Hedgehog. So nostalgia because I used to love to laugh at her when she'd lose all those rings come out she would cry it would be so funny yeah so Sonic the Hedgehog is uh, coming out in November and I think I will be checking it out Uh, let's see Pikachu Detective Pikachu is next on my list however of movies to see and uh, even though I can actually see myself going to see Endgame a few more times but of course this is uh, mainly nostalgia again because my son was absolutely obsessed with Pokemon when he was a kid and also it's Ryan Reynolds so I have to go see it 
because he's a hoot, right? Now, I've read three reviews for Detective Pikachu already, two of which were not very favorable. So, you know, this is something that, yes, I do want to see it, but I didn't hear anything good about this movie. So, just a heads up for when we are going into uh, Detective Pikachu. As say, the same thing with um, Aladdin. Now, I have not heard of anybody seeing any early screenings of this movie, but the buzz is not there for Aladdin. Now, I don't expect Aladdin to flop, but I'm getting a little worried. Like, okay, there's not a lot of excitement. I'm not hearing the excitement for this movie. Am I going to see it? Uh, to be quite honest with you, I have seen the uh, cartoon version of Aladdin probably once. It wasn't something that I would sit down and watch and rewatch. My son wasn't very much into it, so I'm sure he's seen it once or twice, but it wasn't something in my household where he was bringing me a VH VHS tape <laughs> and saying, Mama, put this in for me. I want to watch Aladdin. So it wasn't a big deal for him. And therefore, it wasn't a big deal for me. I had other things to do back when Aladdin was uh, big. Now, on the other hand, Lion King. I think I shared this story on the, on the show before. But um, when Lion King came out, I was a lot pregnant. <laughs> my son was just a, a little baby in my belly at that time. And I went to the movies to see Lion King and just sat there and bawled in the theater all by myself. Then I snuck into Sea Speed right after that. Big pregnant belly. How I get past people to sneak anywhere. I snuck into the other theater and saw Speed. So yeah, don't do that today, kids. You're, you'll get caught. So nostalgia for me. So yes, definitely very excited for Lion King. It's something that I intend to see opening weekend for Lion King. But Aladdin, I don't have to run out to see it. But I do plan to uh, check it out. It's not a big deal, but I'm going to check it out. Uh, moving right along. I might be a little more excited for Dark Phoenix, too, after this last trailer. Uh, the last trailer, I guess it gave us a little bit more action. It showed us a, a little something different. I'm a little bit more excited for it. And actually, there wasn't a focus on maintaining a rigid continuity in X-Men, but I still may revisit the last three X-Men movies, discuss them here on the show. So that will be probably in a couple of weeks because X-Men uh, hits theaters June 7th. So definitely have to do that before then, right? And I still have a Mother's Day episode coming, so we got to plan for that as well. But uh, yeah, I think I'll do the, the three X-Men movies and then talk it out. Talk it out. And also kind of speculate a little bit to see uh, what the MCU may be planning to do with the mutants because we were thinking about it my son and i and we were talking about that the, how the infinity stones had released gamma radiation across the entire planet and that radiation of course is what created the hulk and which is one 
it makes me think to myself, okay, this radiation that the stones emit is the same radiation that makes the Hulk. So why is the Hulk so weakened by the stones? But that's a whole different question, right? The other question that my son and I were asking was, would the release of that amount of gamma radiation create more mutants? So is that going to be the way mutants uh, are introduced into the MCU proper because you got to remember earth was showered with that gamma radiation three times Thanos first snap Hulk's snap and then Tony's snap so that's an awful lot of gamma radiation in the air for nobody to become affected by it I think maybe it's possible that it will have affected people in a way of uh, messing with their body chemistry, messing with their chromosomes, their genes, their DNA. But of course, this type of speculation is going to be going on and on until we get some answers out of the universe. Another question about the MCU is, will we see the Young Avengers introduced in the MCU? Because I'm seeing, okay, I've already speculated that uh, the young guy, Harley, who was at Tony's funeral, I've already speculated that he may possibly get the armor. He may possibly become Iron Lad. Then we hear about Kate Bishop being trained by Hawkeye in the Disney Plus series. We also know that those Disney Plus series and the movies are going to be heavily connected let's ask ourselves we've already we got kate bishop a new archer coming we've got quote unquote possibly iron lad would that be the foundation for a young avengers group we also have cassie cassie lang uh stature from uh scott lang's daughter and who, who's all grown up that sounds like a foundation for the Young Avengers. So I'm wondering if we're going to get that sometime in the very near future. Then I, my question would be, my next question, this in-game related. So you knew that all this was going to, that's why I got everything else out the way right up front. Because now it's just going to turn into the questions that I have now that are in-game related. Will the next big bad of the MCU be Kang the Conqueror? Because a lot of people were going the Galactus direction and I'm thinking no. And I'm thinking it's not going to be Galactus because, well, because they keep talking about time. We still have this time machine. Obviously, something wacky happened with time with Captain America. I haven't gotten time to think about it yet. Really, just really ruminate over what cap may have done and how did he get back into the main timeline of the mcu with the 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 shield because we all know that his shield was destroyed by thanos he's got a whole shield when he comes back into the main timeline as old man steve so we have to ask ourselves how did that happen? So if it didn't happen by him hopping back in time, 
and knowing what time he needed to come back with the shield to present it to Falcon, if if it wasn't that simple, then that means he had to have hopped another dimension and lived out or lived out his life with Peggy in a whole different dimension. Not the dimension that we live in, but because of that, there's a dimension hopping, time hopping villain, and his name is Kang the Conqueror. So that's why I right now betting my money and Kang the Conqueror has interacted with the Avengers, the X-Men, and the Fantastic Four. I still haven't quite figured out how they would figure in and I'm still I'm really racking my brain about it. I will be going to see the movie again very soon and when I do trust me that is the angle that I'm going to be looking at it from. It's like how from this could we get the Fantastic Four? So I'm thinking about it. So yeah. So after yes, after I read that article where the Russo brothers kind of debunked my theory about Cap not upsetting the timeline, I thought of other questions. Those were some of them. And then I found even more questions. So let's see what other people are asking about Avengers Endgame, what they're not understanding about the movie. Let's see if it's something that we can answer, if I can answer, or if you can answer. And if you can answer it, I would love for you to just send it to me, inbox me on a Facebook at After the Snap. You can catch up with me on Twitter at Snap After. You can go ahead and DM me. You can DM me on Instagram at After the Snap 2018, or you can email me at After the Snap at gmail.com. But anyway, let's get to these questions. Okay. These are questions that I had as well. How does Cap put the stones back in time so easily, including turning them back into their pre- previous states? The Tesseract, the Ether, Loki Scepter, the Orb, not to mention returning the Soul Stone to the ghostly red skull. How does that work? Now, I did read, and I'm not about to look the article up right this second, but I did read an article where the Russo's addressed that question as well, the soul stone. And basically it's uh, Red Skull is not Red Skull anymore. He is just the garter of the stones. He doesn't have no beef with Captain America anymore. So even if Cap did go to Vormir and give him the stone back to be placed back wherever it belongs, Red Skull likely would not uh, have an issue with him. Now, Cap may have seen him as some type of threat, but really, it appears that Red Skull is just the keeper of the stone. And he will always be the keeper of the stone because a lot of people thought that once Gamora was traded for the stone, that it would free Red Skull. We found out that that was not the case. Red Skull is still the keeper of the stone. And in fact, he is that forever. He will never be loosed from that duty. So that's one question down. But how he was able to turn 
the stones back into their previous states is beyond me. Is that a plot hole? Probably it could be. But one thing that I know about the MCU, because of the interconnectivity of these movies, if they find a plot hole in one movie, they will answer it somewhere down the line in another. Because we ask ourselves, well, how did, how did Hydra get the Mind Stone? And that question got answered in Avengers Endgame. And even more, we can keep, we can do this all day. <laughs> okay, yeah. And I got America's ass, but yeah. But anyway, let's go with the second question here. Where did Valkyrie get her winged horse? Well, I would say that Valkyrie asked for her winged horse from Doctor Strange. And Doctor Strange conjured it up. I mean, honestly, you, you do have a wizard right on your hands. It's not like you didn't come by portal to this battle. So why not say, Doctor Strange, I cannot go through this fight without my winged horse. Makes sense, right? Right. How exactly does the world readjust to the reintroduction of 50% of its population after five years? That is an incredible question. I have the same question. It's like how? Okay. Five, half the people were snapped away five years ago. So over that five years, people have moved on. People have downsized. People have knocked houses down. Everything. All kinds of stuff have happened. Ch other children were born. All types of things have happened. So how, how does that, how does that go over so well in the, the current timeline? Now you've introduced these people who were gone for five years, not just for a couple of minutes. So that's a very good question. Why couldn't they snap Tony back into existence before returning the stones? Because if you snap Tony back into existence, so Tony's death was one that had to happen. It happened after he snapped Thanos and his men or his army out of existence. So if you snap Tony back into existence, you're going to bring Thanos and his armies back too. I think, I think, I think that I'm right on that one. We can, we can discuss it if you have a different way of looking at it because that's the way I look at it. If they bring Tony back, they bring them back too. Why didn't Captain Marvel bring in the remaining Nova Corps or Kree armies? The Skrulls? So, why didn't Captain Marvel bring in these other armies? There is no telling what's going on intergalactically. This has been five years. In fact, Captain Marvel has been out in the uh, universe for 30 years. So if she's out for 30 years, plus you can add the five years after the snap, there's no telling what's going on in the universe. It, she, she said there are other there are problems that's going on on other planets that are similar to what's going on on Earth. But, uh, the whole landscape of the universe 
has changed in 30 years. So yes, she left 30 years ago with the scrolls. That doesn't mean that she's still on good terms with the scrolls. That doesn't mean that she don't have a bounty on her head with the Cree or the Nova Corps or anybody. We don't know what her relationship with them is. So how about we should just allow that story to unfold as Captain Marvel's story unfolds? Because we don't really still don't know an awful lot about her. But we do know that she's been active for 30 years at this point. Okay. Did the Ancient One live on Bleecker Street back in the day? Doctor Strange first met her in Comertage. Now I ask myself that question like, okay, what the heck is she doing on Bleecker Street? She's supposed to be, you know, but uh, I, I think that she could actually go to both places. What kind of puzzled me is the fact that she had the time stone on. Before the time stone was put up, it was like, you that's not something that you mess with too much. But she actually was wearing the time stone. And uh, that, that puzzled me. Uh, I don't know if possibly she knew that Doctor Strange was going to be introduced within the next five years. So could this possibly be an ancient one who knows uh, that has used the time stone and knows where she should have been at that moment? Because she was there actually helping out in the Battle of New York and nobody knew she was helping. She was she was zapping things out of the sky. Nobody knew she was doing that. So could it be because she knew she had to be there that she ended up there and she knew that she was going to have this conversation with uh, Banner and she also knew that she was going to meet Stephen Strange in five years. Weird. But she said it. Last question that was on this list is where the heck was Goose? Goose might have been loose for for years. Again, the last time we saw Goose, it it was at least uh, 25 years ago. 30 years ago. Goose could have been one of the people that are not people. <laughs> Goose could have been one of the lives that was snapped away, snapped out of existence. Goose could have been uh, just out. And I think because remember, you know, if you haven't been with me that long, there's a I talked about the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer a couple months ago. There's a heck of a lot of what looks like cats in that trailer. And if you don't believe me, you go back and you take a look. There are a lot of cats in that trailer. So I'm asking myself, self, are those cats or are those flirking? And I'm thinking they're flirking. I'm thinking Goose is loose in the city of New York and Goose is uh, procreating. (laughs) So yes, that is my... Uh, that's my best guess. Those are my best guesses for all of those questions. How about you? What are your best guesses for a lot of these questions that are being asked out here? What do you think you think about uh, Avengers Endgame? 
Do you have any answers for any of these questions? Or do you have more questions for any of these questions? I still would like to do the time travel episode, even though it's obvious the Russo brothers were going for a different thing than what I was thinking. So it was going to take me really, really, really thinking hard to even put together what I consider a flowchart of how these the, the time travel works in the MCU. What do you think they're going to do with the time machine? They've got a time machine. I think I made it for a long time without saying a curse word, so I'm kind of proud of myself today. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't have a whole lot for you today because we've been really, really, really staying on top of the Avengers Endgame situation, and I kind of have talked about everything that I would talk about this week. So, I will catch you guys uh, on Tuesday for the next episode after the snap. In the meantime, if you'd like to catch up with me again, social medias, Facebook, After the Snap, uh, Twitter, at Snap After, Instagram, at After the Snap 2018, good old-fashioned email, After the Snap, at gmail.com. If you'd like to support the show financially, you can head right over to patreon.com slash After the Snap tiers start as low as one buck per month go all the way up to 20 bucks per month i'd like to thank davina l for being a patreon supporter i appreciate your support and uh, if you'd like to just give a one-time donation you can do that at paypal.me slash after the snap i'd like to thank quinn b gave me a poster i got a nice avengers endgame poster to uh, put up whenever I get an area for my posters and whatnot. Uh, and outside of that, you know, you guys take it easy. Ponder some of the things that we talked about this week. And since I've got nothing else, I'll catch you on the flip. <laughs>